0: I have two hands, a left and a right Hold them up high, so clean and bright That's right, fam. This week, we are talking about that great gift from God, our hands. In this latest episode during Filipino Food Month, we talk with Father Roger's cousins, food enthusiast Mikey Carrillo, and superstar chef John Rivera about kamayan, or eating with your hands. So join the lovely Cece and this tree of handsome cousins to explore the beauty of eating without utensils. We give this episode the highest of fives. This is Palmished Hand-Fed. a Our Western world is suffering from the hunger of spirit. Make Jesus always out of your
1: hunger. Are you finished Are you fed? Are you finished? Are you fed? Are you fed? Are you fam? Three, two, one, go! What is up fam? What's up, CC?
2: What's up? It's so fun because you said, what is up, fam? And this is like our guests today are like actually your fam.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that in a second. But welcome to uh, Famish and Fed episode 25. Um, And we're still celebrating Filipino Food Month. And so we're going to be talking about uh, kamayan, um, eating with our hands, uh, you know, all the things that – deal with that and and Filipino culture and then boodle fights, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, you're you're excited, Cece?
2: I sure am. I'm especially excited for this taste test, although now that I think about it, I don't know if what I made counts. Anyway, we'll get to that.
1: Well, it's okay. We'll, we'll see what everybody has for, for the taste test. But as CeCe was saying, it is a joy and a pleasure for me to welcome our, our guests uh, to uh, the show. They are my fam, uh, my family, um, cousins of mine. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, but first up, uh, we got Mikey. Hi, everybody so mikey <laughs> <thanks> for, <laughs> welcome to the show this um, is
3: mikey uh this is
1: mikey um charles michael carillo um and then I uh, also want to welcome all the way uh, from uh australia uh my cousin john rivera jb john benedict what's up welcome
4: hi hi from the other side of the world
1: welcome well you know do you guys want to say uh, something a little bit about yourself? I know I mentioned that you're my cousins, but... Um, I know, they're like, hi. <laughs> they're like, hi, That's hello. Um, but, um, uh, you know, your food experience, especially uh, uh, um, especially with Filipino food. I mean, I could say lots of stuff about you guys. I'm so... Um, for those that don't know, I'm like... Uh, I eat a lot. Well, you should know, you've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> I eat a lot. Mikey has made uh, probably... He's made me food more than anyone else in this world, besides my grandmas and my wow. my mom, maybe my aunts. But Mikey has fed me um, for a long, long time, and and everything that uh, he he makes is is delicious. And then um, and I've had the pleasure of eating uh, John's food as well. Um, uh, JB, is it weird for me to call you John? Um, professional name.
4: <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but that's all right. Okay, <laughs> I'll answer to anything.
1: Uh, okay, I'll probably say James, um, but um. But uh, his world-class food, um, I've had a chance of, of tasting. Um, and so that, you know, anyway, um, I'm so excited his, to have him. What do you
2: mean his world-class food? What does that mean?
1: I mean, he's he's world-known. I'll let him tell him. Uh, yeah, let him, let him, him tell us about that. Okay. All right. Um, why don't we go with Mikey first? Just tell us about you and your relationship with food.
3: Um, yeah. So I'm a lifelong eater of filipino food (laughs) you know ever since i was a wee lad um you know maybe two-thirds of my life maybe more i've been cooking it um but yeah really near and dear to my heart like uh i was born in the philippines that was all i knew before i started eating anything else and um yeah that's my special relationship with it
4: cool thanks mikey Jabes. Um, I'm probably the same. I am. Uh, I'm a lifelong eater of Filipino food. Uh, as a matter of fact, Mikey and I started eating Filipino food together before we were um, separated at birth. No, <laughs> um, I
2: was like, "Wow."
4: Um, yeah, no. I think like my my earliest memories were like me and Mikey coming home from school in the Philippines, and um, Mikey's mum would make us um, like pancit Canton. And mm. we would we would fight over which one would get like the not, the letter A chair because Mikey was like the <laughs> oldest one, so he's like, Nah, that's my chair. But, nah, it's mine. Right. Anyway, that's um that's going off on a tangent. Uh, that's, that's another fine. podcast. Um. <laughs> right. but yeah. I'm I'm uh I'm here now in Melbourne, Australia. Um. I've been a professional chef for about ten years. Yeah, and like my 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 passion is to. Celebrate I guess Filipino food or Filipino cuisine through the eyes of an immigrant, um, which kind of led me to um, to what Father Raj was saying in uh, representing Australia in uh, San Pellegrino's young chef of the Year in 2018 um, where the top twenty one young chefs from around the world uh, competed in Milan um, in front of kind of the seven top chefs. Um, in the world as their judges. And, um, yeah, we placed fifth, and we were really happy and blessed for that, and I did my version of Sinigang, and, you know, we we told the immigration story of how, um, I guess, how Filipinos uh, and our cuisine have had to adapt um, to the local landscape um, and how, I guess, resilient the Filipino is when it comes to these adversities of um, making their food but without the comforts of or without the things that you usually use at home or back, back in the Philippines. So yeah, um, now I run um, Cariton Sorbetes here in Melbourne, mm. which, was, um, which was a product of lockdown because we, there was no work for us um, in the hospitality industry. Uh, so a mate a of mine and I decided to just um, kind of pass the time and we do artisanal gelato, um inspired by mm. like, filipino flavors so like Ubehalaya, Boko panda and leche flan
2: oh man halo,
4: halo. um i just yeah. i just saw that release the
1: sansrival oh yes yeah. i just saw that that's the latest one huh yeah
4: that that was going nuts
1: ah. <laughs> we love we love
4: puns on famine fed so um <laughs>
2: wow so. that was the first one of the episode he beat you father rash
4: He did, he did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's, so that's
4: um, that's my relationship with Filipino food, like first and foremost, eater. So yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, th- thanks for sharing uh, that background guys. Um, the re- part of the reason that we, we asked, um, Mikey and, and John to be on tonight is cause, um, they, um, put together an awesome meal for our family when our family was having kind of like a, kind of a, a mini reunion. Um, not everybody was able to make it, but, um, uh, when I got ordained back in, uh, 2016, they put on a Kamayan, a Boodle fight. We'll talk about what those things mean. Um, but they, um, they, and they killed it. I I still dream about, uh, Mm. that meal. I think back to that meal. And so we'll talk about, um, all that. It's also a special thing actually, um, JB, uh, John, he, he reminded me of this, uh, earlier. Um, but, uh, Another special thing about the three of us cousins is, um, you know, all growing up through, through high school and whatnot, I didn't take a lot of studio photos, um, only maybe for like prom or whatnot, but probably the best studio photo that I've ever taken, um, was with these two guys. And so, um, <laughs> we may be posting that on social media. Yeah. I, I'm I don't trying know. to oh, see gosh. that.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. No. Well, they
1: That's they Sound worried. It's Filipino Food Month, and um, Cece and I, we've already talked about kind of what we think is, um, you know, uh, great about Filipino food. But right now, for our taste test, um, I don't know what, what, what each of you prepared, but, you know, do you, have, do you guys have different things uh, to, to taste? Um, I, um, um, we, uh, we do a taste test at the beginning of all of our episodes just to, you know, describe uh, for folks. Some of our listeners really like the ASMR, uh, so let's, um, let's go into our taste test now.
0: Enjoy this
1: Deus Munchie Review. Deus MR. CC, what you got for your taste test? Oh my gosh.
2: So we had to do something we eat with our hands, right? And I'm just yeah, now realizing. Prompt,
1: but yeah.
2: I know. Wait, but so like, did you
1: not get something you eat well, with?
2: Well no, your hands? no, 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 no. You got
1: screened it. <laughs> I,
2: you don't need synagogue with in your hands. I have you banana cue and I like I was like, oh I don't you I mean banana it's on works. a stick. I know, but then I thought about it and I was like, I don't this is what I thought of, I think mostly because I was craving it. And then I was like, oh, I kind of eat it with my hand. Sort of. I could sure. just take it off a stick, but it's in my hand.
1: I know. Does this not count? Should I go downstairs and get something else? You're going to make something right now? That's fine. It's okay. It'll count.
2: Okay. Go ahead. Well, oh my gosh. And I do mine with dark brown sugar. I don't know if that's the right way, but I like how it has kind of more of like a savory flavor almost. And this is, is, I made this like 25 minutes ago. So it might be a little like hard on the outside, which will make for good ASMR. Hold on a second.
1: Mm. Nice, mm. nice. Mm. Oh man! So okay, I describe actually, it to us. Can you describe okay. what it is? I, I, maybe some of our listeners don't so know. So, banana cue, like barbecue, is
2: a banana cued barbecue. Barbe- <laughs> it's banana-cued. not a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a barbecue. Banana. It's a deep fried. It's supposed to be a saba, banana, which is like a Filipino species of banana and then it's deep fried and also like fried in brown sugar but it's like a super common street food so i actually don't make mine with saba i actually i like harder more kind of like plantainy like because i feel like mm. it's the, i like the starchiness it's almost like i'm eating bread
1: so that that's the honduran influence is that, it you might be. that in honduras
2: well i think it was also yeah part of it was like John mentioned, like, adapting to the local landscape was, like, trying to make Filipino food in Honduras and not finding the right kind of banana. But I like it because I feel like the um, the brown sugar, like, caramel, it's it's almost like there's, like, a smokiness to it because it's been, like, deep fried, but it's still sweet. And so, like, the inside being more starchy, I feel mm. like it just goes really – it tastes more like a pastry. I might be totally
1: off, but – I mean, it looks good. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling – Oh my yeah. God. I'm go. not craving banana cube. But you that, so sad. I
2: actually made four because I was like, oh, I'm going to share with them. How are you going to share with them? <laughs> in my mind,
3: I can't you're make one, banana cube.
4: Like, I'm gonna make
3: one banana cube. Who's going to make one banana cube? I do know. There you go. <laughs> That's, true. That's I, true. I think the Q in its name is just comes because you're, they're it's using obvious. barbecue sticks. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, the same barbecue uh, sticks you use for pork barbecue. I love kamote. Not Q. necessarily grilled. Yeah, yeah kamote. Yeah. Kamote is, is actually
2: cool. I like better than banana. queue, But I couldn't find any kamote, so. This, you want, is
1: still... this is actually an interesting story. You know, the first time I ever had kamote, um, I didn't have it here in, in in the United States. I was actually in in our in our family's hometown, Cabanatuan, um, and they brought me to see the bishop because they knew I was a seminarian. <laughs> they brought me to see the bishop, and they laid out a plate of kamote. And it was the first time I'd ever tried it. And oh, you like, were older then this? if you were already in seminary. Yeah, yeah, I, I was older. I, I'd had banana cue, but never kamote cue. And, um, but I also was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to eat. They're offering me this, but I'm right in front of the bishop of Cabanatuan, and it's like sticky, and I don't know what to do. Um, and so, anyway, but it, it was good times. It was good, kamote cue. Keep on snacking, CC. You're so
4: good.
1: Oh my Who gosh. Who wants to go next? What, what, else, what are you guys eating? Who wants to go next?
4: Well, it's breakfast. Go ahead, here. So I got some bread. Um, well, I are kind of like playing around with pindasal, um, like trying to get like the softest sal even though it's oh, like, look cold, at that.
1: super soft, at,
4: like ten degrees look here right spring now. Back on that. Ten degrees Celsius because ten degrees oh is, uh is uh, freezing, isn't it? It's winter. It's winter in Australia. Almost. Oh yeah. Um, but um, I had to get up this early this morning, and I baked some. Um, so it's like fermented rice sourdough. Um, so like back in Kabanatuan or in like, um, Luzon, there's uh, fermented rice called burro and, mm. um, we're just like, well, um, why don't we just put it in bread? Um, well, fermented bread. So yeah. So fermented black rice, brown rice, and uh, red <clears throat> rice, and then into the bread. And then it's baked with, um, with, uh, it's glazed with rice malt syrup. So it's a little bit like sticky on the top. Um, and I hope it crunches. but So I've also got some um, pretty Australian condiments. So Ooh, nice. I'll, I'll, oh, I guess bun- I'll, bun- I'll just do the pundicell. So. Vege-
3: you got you that, that? Vegemite?
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: So a bit of, oh. bit of butter. Yeah. That's, that's a, bit of butter. a chef's bit of butter as well. That's like... Nice. That's,
1: Wait, hold that up. I'm going to take a picture. Hold that real, mean, yeah, real
4: quick. That's a chef's bit of butter right there. All right. All right. Oh, man. Look and at then, that. All, all right. And you got you got the old... The old Vegemite here, which Can is... Can explain
2: um, what that is? Because I know it's like an Australian thing, but yeah. I don't know
4: anyone who actually... So, eats um, this is crazy, right? Australia used to consume so much beer that the, there was so much byproduct from beer production that they just concentrated all of that, like yeasty, kind of grainy essence, and then turned it into a breakfast spread. And kids grew up eating Vegemite. So from like young, technically, they were already like getting that beer and like, okay, this is a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. But you know, um, so that's what it is. It's, this is made in Melbourne as well. Um, It's, it's from the byproduct of beer production. And Vegemite is so popular now that um, Vegemite actually pays beer companies to make byproduct on purpose to make more Vegemite. So wow. like this super like savory, just dark brown paste. Um, what
2: does it taste like?
4: Uh, it tastes like um, Vegemite. <laughs> Vegemite, yeah. No, it's, it's really like malty. Like if you think like okay. malty, like soy sauce, kind of salty kind of thing. Um and it's actually like really great with butter and um, cheese spread so, and pandasal uh, and cheese? Yeah, cheese spread like cheese whisk though. So um that's getting very interesting and then and then with the old vegemite Ooh. bread, You need that swirl. Whoa. That's 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 key. And then yeah, that's it. You grew up eating you grew up eating vegemite. Um yeah, so um we ate we ate vegemite growing up um it's a very australian kind of um kind of thing it's very polarizing for if you're not if you didn't grow up with it i guess um and i guess we got it from the british like the british were doing it with marmite back in in britain um but yeah it's actually perfect with like that sweet um soft pandasal and you get that like super savory so think of it like adobo but concentrated i guess that's a good one Mm. like there's no asmr on this so i'm just gonna Crunch. Crunch.
1: <laughs> oh oh man.
4: That looks it looks that's good.
1: Like um, that's like the I ultimate know. fusion right
2: something. there, you know? Pandasal with vegemite. Mm.
1: So. We'll we'll share some of the photos. I saw you posting some of the photos of your bacon. Uh, so we'll make sure we share that on our, our social bit. Oh gosh, that looks so good. Um we did a bread episode, so um uh, uh sal on that episode too. Yeah, yeah. Our friend made us some pandesal um uh, and, and then we finished it off. We baked it, so nice um, but one day, one day, John, I'll taste that. Well, um,
4: I'll send a couple of boxes of Vegemite up to you guys, and
1: yeah, I actually I enjoy Vegemite. I've had it before. I was couple for the of bread.
3: Visits. I <laughs> yeah. never had. I thought he was going to say bread dough.
1: No. <laughs> oh yeah, Mikey, you've you, you've never no, had it. Even I, when I went, uh,
3: even when I went to Australia, I didn't uh. try it.
1: Oh, I, I like it as you're saying, Japes, with um, a mix of the butter and and kind of that intense uh, flavor. Mm. It, it works well, um, and then yeah, uh, with a with a good piece of bread, yeah. I, I enjoy Vegemite. So, all right, Mikey, what you got?
3: Um, I kind of went overboard because I was grocery <laughs> oh, a day man. yesterday, and I oh, you man. know just like. You know, we're family, so just like Father Raj, I'm unable to really pick one thing when you ask me to pick one thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I have technically two things. Um, One is like a newer, like favorite to eat with my hand, maybe like, um, maybe like the past few years. And the second one is like a very nostalgic, like brings me back to my childhood, like the way my family used to eat, I we used to eat with my hands. So the first one is I made a chicken and a sal. Oh, yeah.
1: Nice.
3: I made like the chicken fat oil that goes Dang. on the rice, too. So I'm like all oh. out over there.
4: Yo. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, look at that.
3: And with like the sauce one, with the chili and... No. I don't have calamansi, seed, but I use oh. lemon and soy. And That'll the second be. one, you know, like, it's really funny. Me and JB or John are like really two peas in a pod. So um, he was talking about his fermented rice and I actually made, believe it or not, whoa. what he was talking about, burro, which is oh, a, a fermented, cool. yeah, fermented rice. They usually ferment it with um, some type of fish or shellfish and just salt. Um, there's a version when they uh, when they use a, a red rice with a certain bacteria. Mm-hmm. it's um similar to like koji if you're familiar with koji in, in japanese cuisine and to go with that usually we just eat like fish and vegetables i didn't have fish but i made um kong pong.
4: oh i love and, kong um, like
3: my so favorite green yeah that's water spinach if nobody knows what kong is um is that, that what type, it is in english yeah, it's water spinach I but if I can
2: never find it. I'm like,
3: I'm <laughs> going. I don't know what If you want to find it, honestly, you. in, like, an Asian market, I think it's named its Cantonese name. I think it's called Ong Choi. Ong Choi, okay. Like, so if you go to, like, ranch or mm-hmm. some type of, like, you know, Asian market, yeah. And um, <clears throat> I also made Longanisa, because we're from Cabanatuan. This yeah. is not Cabanatuan like, Longanisa. So it's like a minutes. inferior... <laughs> Longanisa. Okay, hot take <laughs>
4: number two. Do you, do, you, do you want to tell them like possibly why? Like when when we asked Tita Rossi for the recipe for longanisa. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> will
3: tell that story when we get to the archive. Uh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Fine. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right.
3: But but hot take number two is uh, so there's two types of longanisa, like two main ha- uh, styles of longanisa. One is what most people probably know in America, which is hamanada, which is the sweet. Sometimes. Pink longanisa, and then there's dericado or ricado, which is like the more savory, garlic, vinegar, Ooh. pepper, usually like dry cured longanisa. Ricado longanisa is way better. Ooh, how better? Better.
2: I don't like, know if I've had that. I don't know why. Actually, I mean.
3: you could always also just go there.
2: Oh, man. He's like using fighting words yeah. over here. You I, guys I've, know I'm from Cebu and Mindanao, right?
3: I I'm like crazy. totally not yeah. yeah.
2: in the same region. I, I've
3: had Cebuano chorizo, actually. Oh, I was, yeah, That's, I, that's what I, yeah, I was going to say.
2: Yeah. I eat Cebu chorizo. I have some in my freezer like at all times. I don't do a lot of Longanisa because of that.
3: Yeah,
1: we're gonna I have to do a, like a, our, a sausage our, fest someday. Some some yeah, common, yeah, yeah. some competition, <laughs> taste testing.
3: It's definitely like our hometown's pride and joy. We have um, yeah. we have a longanisa festival every year. I think they beat the Guinness World Record for longest longanisa one year. We were there. Nice. I think that well, was the, we'll the time you up. went. When um, your parents was a judge, uh, father Oh
1: yeah, I think my parents uh, did judge that competition. I was so jealous. Okay.
2: Wait, so that burro, that fermented rice, that's that's yeah. native to your guys's hometown. Because I've never heard of that.
3: Yeah, so it's. It, I think it's mostly uh, mostly like Central Luzon because that's um, our province specifically. It's called in the Philippines like the, the the rice, rice granary of the capital, Philippines. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. like we ha- we grow. Practically most of the rice that gets consumed in the Philippines, and um, this is just one of those things I think that was developed, like you know, when they tried to preserve as much of the of the rice that they can, so it doesn't spoil or whatever. But it also preserves fish and shellfish. It's the flavor profile of it is, um, how do I, it's like pungent and sour and salty, pungent. and um, yeah, it's. I don't know, it's definitely I think like um acquired taste, but it's very good with just like steamed vegetables as like almost like a dip.
4: It almost has like the pungency of like Korean bean paste, but without the oh, okay. Yeah. It so, like super savory. Yeah. Um Yeah, really savory. Yeah. Like I love eating right. it with um with chicharon.
3: Right. right, right. Yeah. Okay. Now That's we're why- talking. Yeah, it pairs well with really fatty things because it, it cuts it down.
1: Um, well, go yeah. ahead, Mikey. Go ahead and go ahead and dig in. There's So, so many things he doesn't you know where, you
3: where to start. I know. I really don't know. he has <laughs> got, got a whole like spread.
4: I hate utensils, Mikey. Uh, you're cheating.
1: I know you're, you're cheating. We're, you're supposed to come on? Whatever.
3: You're to eat them everything with your hands. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I have to share it's the chicken. food, so I'm not trying to just dig my whole hand. Yeah, that's into fine. That's
1: fine. Go ahead and portion off something before you. Um all right how's it taste how's it getting you know describe to uh, to our listeners
3: um it's cold i made this like an hour ago (laughs) (laughs) for (laughs) in a style it's um it's it's normally like a grilled chicken so just imagine grilled chicken but the marinade is very um vinegar based Mm -hmm. so it has like you know so all like the fatty savory um, flavors of the chicken really gets um, like balanced out with the vinegar
1: um, yeah the brightness of the vinegar acidity the, yeah I'm sure that's super good uh, oh gosh I'm craving that now too
3: I know everything's just making me hungry I'll, I actually, I'll save some for next week when you come over
1: oh that'll work that'll work please please please, please. oh
3: I'll come over with um. him then
1: James do you want to fly yeah you want to fly John <laughs> Um, what I made, I actually, I, I did make a bunch of other stuff, but it's in the kitchen. But right? I, so I actually also have Lunganiso over there in the kitchen, and I also have um, some uh, some tocino. But what I did was, I just did a nice piece of uh, tilapia, uh, pan-seared, <laughs> um, and uh, some rice, um, and then I fried the rice in um, in uh, the oils and everything from the um, from the. Uh, other stuff I cooked. So um, it's got some Lunganisa flavor and other stuff. And um, so I'm going to do this. kamayan. It's, it's one of my favorite things to break off a piece of fish, a little bit of rice, and then, and then bulldoze it into your mouth. Um, you have any South I don't. Um, not right now. I was, I was going to, I don't have any tomatoes. I was going to get some tomatoes and all that, but <clears throat> all right, here we go. I don't know if this is going to ASMR at all, but um, just imagine everyone me bulldozing this into my mouth. Mm. Oh, that's good. Man, I a little bit fish. of crisp from the fish. A little bit of crisp, the rice, the, oh my the gosh, flavor of the rice. All right. You can you can hear the ASMR as I lick my fingers. That's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> do you prefer fish like that, filleted, or do you like it more like with the skin on whole skin on. Um,
4: I'm fighting for the head. I'm fighting my wife for the head. Oh, I
2: love that. <laughs> eyeballs
3: nice. are the best
4: part. Yes. Yeah. The
2: oh eyeballs.
1: I the like that. Meat? Yeah, the crispy piece under like the, the skull, the um, the the gills under the jawbone. Mm. The, that it's yes. a little crispy, but then you got that really soft piece underneath. Oh, <sighs> that's so like, good. It's or, like
2: the cheese, I think.
1: Or oh, yeah. when you're eating bangos, mm. a little bit of the uh, the the fat. Oh, and then yeah. the fish all together yeah. with, the,
4: with the rice. Oh,
2: I like tails and fins too.
4: Yeah, the yeah, yeah. like deep-fried Christine. tails and fins.
2: Yes. Oh man, I want some fish. I,
4: I'm gonna keep eating this. I would like <laughs> feel free to keep eating, guys. I'm eating my fish. I, I would like um, get to the dinner table first if we're having that, just so I could break off the fins and the and the um, <laughs> and the tail.
1: Your wife all is right. gonna hear this, and now she's gonna know your strategy.
4: Oh, she knows. Like, gonna <laughs> It's it's fair game. I'll give her everything in the world but the head. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I'm waiting for it. No, no, I love her.
2: Mm.
1: Shout out, Sharon. Man.
2: Um, Now I'm craving everything.
1: I know. I'm craving chicken and a sal. I'm going to go down to Super City. Walk around.
3: <laughs> um,
1: we, we just we just kind of talked about some of the things that we like to eat uh, with our hands, but are there other mm. uh, other Filipino foods that we haven't mentioned that you really like to eat with your hands or other foods in in other cultures that you really like to eat with your hands
4: um, like, i love um, so I live in a in an area that uh, has a lot of like Indian and South Asian um, mm. community, and we have like uh-huh. really, really good Indian food and you just gotta get in with your hands of that, you know. Like you just gotta feel it. You just gotta mash it all together. And you know, there's nothing better than getting like a roti or something and dipping it into the into the yes. curry. Oh man, yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Scoop up the rice. Yeah, yeah.
4: get a little bit of it.
1: the the yogurt, all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, great. that's great. The chutneys, yeah, right. I dig the that. Thing, I dig that. Just
3: a little piece at the very end, so you can sop like the whole. Everything oh yeah, yeah, left. definitely. Yeah.
1: Pro tip, pro tip. Okay. Um, anyone else? What, what else are your favorite uh, go-to um, uh, things to eat with your hands? Other Filipino foods or, or other, other foods?
3: I think being from California, like, just being so close to – or having such a huge, like, Mexican population too, like in the Bay Area, like, just tacos is probably yeah. one of my top favorite things to eat with my hands.
1: Tacos, um, yeah, I just saw some of our friends, Mikey, this is Mikey Joe. I just saw a bunch of them had some Birria tacos. Uh, uh, they got', them. so i'm I'm craving tacos too, yeah, yeah Cece, anything
2: yeah, I was gonna say tacos, burritos. I feel like in general, I eat more with my hands than with utensils, just like mm-hmm. on an everyday basis sure. if I'm eating, yeah. yeah, like if I'm eating rice with some kind of meat, I'm just gonna use my hands, and that's. Half of oh, you know what? Another hand eaten food, pizza. We cannot forget pizza. Ooh,
1: mm. you don't eat your you don't eat your pizza with a fork and knife. No, Oh no, that's blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I the first thing I thought of was wings. I mm, eat right, well, yeah. you know? And then I don't uh, like wings
3: yeah. with bones. Hot take. You don't like wings with bones. So no, there, there are no other wings
4: Good.
3: without bones. Those are just
1: boneless.
3: Those aren't well, those aren't those are
1: chicken. Those right. those are chicken I
2: prefer that's true. I mean like literally they're not wings, right?
1: There's no oh, the bones, in bones it. are great. And that's part of what eating with your hands does because you know you get to get into the bones and you get to suck on all that flavor that's that's coming out from from the the right. closeness to the bone.
2: I feel so, like it's a lot of work for not enough like meat. I I'm more like, give me the whole chicken, I'll take the breasts, I'll take the thigh. But I'm going to take okay. that long to get all the little tiny bits out, you know?
3: That's part of the
4: fun, I think. Yeah. I, that's yeah, the, that's the hot type. That's the hot take.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll, have to, we'll have to have a wing episode and we'll talk about that. We will. Yeah.
4: No it's just not For my sure. favorite. It just
2: takes a long time, you know? I feel
3: like The, the chaos. wing is my favorite. Um, the wing is my favorite part of the chicken, chicken, the chicken. just because it's the best skin to meat
0: ratio.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's oh, almost yeah. Well, like well, equal
3: parts. Okay,
2: I can see that.
1: Yeah. Okay, and I, I I like to eat that little the tip, the cartilage. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. little tip. That's yeah. also one of my favorite parts. Oh, so
4: here's another thing you eat with the greatest thing to eat at hands. You go back home to the Philippines, right? The first thing we always do is go to the Jollibee, right? Right. And then yeah. you always got to get the chicken. Jo- oh, I mean, for you guys, you got Jollibee. Like this is whatever for us it's like yeah. yeah we go home we get um get the chicken joy and i always have to get the thigh piece and i'll always wait like 20 minutes because every other like mm-hmm. person wants the thigh piece right and then yeah. you, pe- you carefully peel off all the skin off the thigh so you can't yeah. like one whole sheet you leave that to the side and you finish your chicken and then you reward yourself with just the skin <laughs> at the end yeah yeah.
3: Oh, you you don't just stuff it with rice and eat it kind of like a sushi roll, a taco. I, know. Yeah, yeah, like well, a I, roll. I do like that. Do.
1: It's like a like a salmon skin hand roll or yeah, like a yeah, yeah, sushi hand roll. I, I, yeah, yeah, you chicken.
3: drizzle you drizzle the gravy inside.
4: Exactly. So
3: like the skin doesn't get soggy, but you have the gravy oh. rice. Oh. Like and then
4: you eat it. I've known you for all my life, and this is the first time you tell me this guy. <laughs> We're gonna have He's to try.
2: excited, but also angry. Yeah. You're going to have <laughs> to do that on your
1: next pop-up. Yeah. Your next pop-up, you're going to have to have yeah. a salmon, or chicken joy chicken a skin roll. Hand-roll.
4: Oh, man. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Great. That's crazy. All
1: right. Oh, um, man. Um. Yeah. I, there's lots of things that we eat with our hands. I know. I, you know. When I was thinking about this episode and we were, we were planning for it, I was like, you know, you got sandwiches, nachos, lots of things we eat with our hands. And so, um, it'll be cool to dig into some of the that stories and and more with our tradition uh, later about like what is the what's good about eating with our hands and what's cool and and fun. But um, before we get on to the main topic, um, because uh, we do have uh, you know, our, these guests on who have a lot of knowledge and experience about about Filipino food, um. You heard Cece and I talk about it on the last episode already about what we think is good and true and beautiful about Filipino food in general. But in this uh, Filipino Food Month, um, guys, what, what do you guys think? Um, what, what what is if you can just put in a few words, what is so special about Filipino food, or what's true and good and beautiful about Filipino food? What can we learn learn from Filipino
4: food? I think like the beauty of it. The part of the beauty of it is its generosity. Uh, mm. You know, it it brings people together, um, and it's always always very bountiful you know we always go to a party or we always go to an event there's always too much food um uh I guess like designed so that you could take it home so that the hospitality is is extended uh beyond the event you know and I love how it brings people together I guess growing up overseas as well um it's the one thing that brought uh the community and families together especially in uh you know growing up in a place that is that isn't majority Filipino, um, for me it was a gathering. It was a time of gathering, uh, it was a time to share stories and share experiences. Um, you know, and to this day, I think that 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 is that's one thing that um, we still do here as as a family is I gather for dinner time, at least for one meal, um, or you know, gather as friends over over Filipino food. And yeah, it's it's just the generosity of it is is what I love. Yeah, I mean
1: that's definitely something we we um, we live out on this podcast. We like to point to is, is yeah, it, it, there's something beautiful and powerful about people coming together mm. around a table to break bread. Mm. You know, um, as as people of faith, and we know that. I mean, um, yesterday's gospel was uh, Jesus saying, uh, "Come and have breakfast," right? Yeah. And so we, we mm-hmm. so there's something really powerful about like um, you know community. He made a fish and too, didn't? He? He did Barbecue- make fish. fish. Hmm. He barbecued some fish on at the lake, Jesus and Filipino. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they ate it with their hands, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? right? Right, right. Right on the on of the Galilee. beach with
2: his disciples after he rose.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mikey, what do you think is is special about Filipino food, or what's true and good and beautiful?
3: Yeah, so I actually tried to ponder about this last night, so I jotted down a, a little bit of like talking points and sure. And, you know, it's it's funny. I mentioned it earlier, like how me and JB really have a connection. So when he earlier, when he was talking about his dish, like he entered for San Pellegrino and like the ethos behind it, it's I pretty much have the same answer. Like, um, <clears throat> like I think our food is reflective of our people and our history, right? Like our cuisine, like as a whole, is an amalgamation of. Every interaction we've had with the world historically, like you can see the influence of the Spanish, the Mexican influence, the Chinese, the Indo, the Malay, the Indian, like everything that we've really like interacted with is is easily um, identified, identifiable in our food. Right. Like you can see where um, the origins of a lot of our dishes may or may not have came from.
1: Yeah, even um, even talking about like the the corned beef, um, we're talking you know uh, uh, American <laughs> military influence and stuff, right? So right, we, we, right. we we tasted corned beef last week, but even that is you know in some sense a mix of of, of cultures and and um, right. yeah. So okay, sorry, go ahead, keep going.
3: No, but yeah, so it, it's like it, it just mirrors like the resiliency of our people to to be adaptive and persevere with our cuisine, like something. Like Sinigang, for example, for most people just knows it primarily as a tamarind-based sour soup. But, like, realistically, Sinigang is made a plethora of different ways depending on the region or the island you're from. Like, you know, tamarind may not be available, so they use other fruits like guava or kamyas or even, like, unripe pineapple, like, stuff like that, like, you know. Mm -hmm. And um a lot of our dishes, right, like it's it shows that we make use of every bit of the animal, just not just um you know the the choice parts or the the good parts. Like we if we slaughter a pig for a lechon, all the innards and um gets made into that mountamas sauce. And oh my god spoiler alert, if no one knows that mountamas sauce yeah. is made <laughs> with awful. Um <laughs> um but yeah i, I didn't like, know that
1: <laughs> you didn't know that your, your dad never showed you that part of the lechonero process
3: well
2: we eat it right hot my dad's a lichonero, so we eat oh. it like right hot like yeah. put it right on the banana leaf and chop it in half i was gonna say what i have seen that's wild when mikey was talking about using all of it one of the guys that works for my dad i remember we did a like fresh hot lechon and he took the bile sack Right. <laughs> and yeah. squeeze it all over the rice. So I was like, "Wow, this is like next level." Use all the. I was like, "I don't know about that." I had it. It was good.
4: But, yeah, <laughs> so funny but, you yeah. say that, CC, because you said you're from Cebu, right? So, like, yeah, so I'm from say, Cebu, but my
2: dad's from Mindanao.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. So like, they, Cebu lechon don't remember when we went to like Boracay and we were like, "Where's the sarsa?" Like yeah, in ayas, yeah. They don't. They don't do like the sauce <laughs> then, mm-hmm. So nope.
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah.
2: And you know it's like the best lechon in the Philippines. <laughs> I'll
3: give you that. I'll give you That's
2: that. Not a hot take either. That's not. It is.
3: It's.
1: Um. Before I forget, Ethan, you can edit this part out. Uh, don't don't include this. But um, uh, if you guys get a chance, I know, uh, Jabe's. You posted photos of your bread and stuff, so we can just um, hop on that. But if you can take pictures, Mikey and and CC, have you come up there? Oh
2: gosh, I ate okay. it all.
1: Oh okay, gosh, okay. I'll, I'll take you it. ate like all your
2: forest
1: things. Yes. Whatever you can take a picture of, it. I got a couple of like did, pieces. Yeah, didn't, didn't you I have four
2: pieces? I'll, I'll, I'll add oh, four. Look <laughs> no,
3: oh, at my
1: over there. They're <laughs> <laughs> We might just leave this part in, Ethan. <laughs> um, anyway.
2: I'll make more.
1: All right. Well, let's used to make more. <laughs> that's fine let's move into our, our main discussion today. So we're talking about um Kamayan, we're talking about this this um this tradition of called uh called boodle fights and um you know eating with our hands and, and in in a little bit we'll we'll get into you know our different thoughts about it but um i don't know maybe for for our listeners if uh, can somebody explain you know what those different things are um Kamayan, boodle fights or like you know we were joking around around before when did kamayan start? um well, it, it started when we needed to eat, <laughs> right? Um, we didn't have tools before, so every culture used to have kamayan. You know, I was people. Um, we're going to get into discussion about you know why why kamayan seems so bizarre to folks um, sometimes. But uh, you know, like I, you know, you go to medieval times, they don't give you any silverware, mm. right? Um, really? Uh, no, I've you never use your hands it. at medieval times. Yeah, I did not so, know that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Do, do nice they too. have a similar thing in Australia, JB? What's that? with, um...
1: uh, Like a restaurant that's like uh, set in the medieval period and then they serve you like food and you eat it with no. your hands and all that stuff. So, no. Oh.
4: You're going to take have... one of those when I come back.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. When uh, you come to California, we'll
4: take you. We'll, we'll kill the company. Kal- and then I you
1: get know? like, yeah, you get a you get a knight that you get to root for and the knight goes and fights. It's,
4: it's yeah, it's a, it's a dinner and a show. Is it like LARPing but like with food? No, they don't <laughs> fight. <with laughs> they fight. You the don't
3: <laughs> and after
1: larp's, but traditions of like other, you know, boodle fight tradition, or, or, um, can somebody explain what that is?
3: Um. Yeah. So I think. Well, one, I think the misconception is that everything that's Kamayan is in boodle fight style, when it's actually the opposite, right? Like. Every Boodle fight is Kamayan, but you don't have to have a Boodle fight to eat Kamayan. Kamayan is just the act of eating with your hands. Yeah. And what Boodle fight is, is from my understanding, it started in the military. They, were, they needed to feed all these soldiers fast, right? So they just laid out a table in banana leaves and tossed all the food in the middle. And everybody kind of just lines up shoulder to shoulder and just goes to town instead of like having to serve each and every body like their own portions and and all that stuff like they would just have to do it as efficient as possible and it you know went into like normal people's like feasts and stuff like that and that's how it kind of started I don't know where the name comes from to be honest I don't know why it's called that way
1: the word uh, We'll fact check that. Maybe we'll drop that in right now. Ethan, if you want to, you know, drop in a soundbite of your own definition or history of boodle fight, we'll figure it out. But um, anything to add to that, uh, CC or, or, or John?
4: No, I think Mikey summed it up. Like, yeah, I was going to say it started off as like with the soldiers. Um, and I guess it, it gained popularity from there.
3: Fact check. According to Wikipedia, sources indicate that the term boodle is American military slang for contraband food. The term may have been derived from kit and caboodle. Caboodle is further derived from booty, like treasure.
1: Cool. Um, so, you know, the, this concept of, of, you know, just digging in as a family, we've talked about it a little bit on the episode so far, you know, this communal thing, but also this, um, um, we also uh, talked about the, you know, the closeness to the food, eating with your hands or something about getting in all in there, whether that's um, Filipino food or, or other food. And um, on our bread episode, we talk about how, you know, the the bread flavor, uh in some some sense in, it takes on uh Sean says this more beautifully than i'm gonna say it um but um it takes on like the the flavor of the baker, right the yeah. sweat from your hands and and the things in the atmosphere yeah. there's a closeness to the food right and um for me that's what I really dig about um eating with my hands there's this closeness to food right there's this no there's notion of of um you know you're connected to your food. So, do you guys have memories of, of, you know, eating with your hands or kamaian that are really special or, or something?
4: I I think like growing up, I was always excited to see that like inihaw or na like the um, pritong like uh, isda, and you knew you were gonna eat with your hands then, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, for me, it transported me back to when we were eating at the at the uh, family dinner table back in Cabanatuan when. Like, um, all the titos would be around, all the titas would be around, we'd be eating with our hands. Um, so I guess, yeah, for me, it's, it's that nostalgia factor. Uh, I guess I'm going to talk about that a lot. How my, my, um, my obsession with Filipino food and culture stems back to myself, I guess, linking myself back to the homeland and that, that like looking for connection. Um, but yeah, nothing transports you back home than like, Getting all up in there with like oily fish and rice and and like you got baga'ong all between your fingers and stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know,
1: yeah, it's a sensory feeling. It's yeah. it's yeah, it's it's you know, it captures all your senses when you're eating with your hands. You get the food right up to your nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any other stories of Kamayan or well, memories I was going to say
2: like you know. Um... One of my, like, some of my fondest memories, my my dad's uh, parents passed away, both of them, like, when I was younger. But some of my fondest memories and, like, photos that I have is, like, my Lola, like, Subo, you know, like, feed, like feeding yeah. me with her hands, right? So, like, babies, that's how, like, Filipino Lolas and parents feed their kids. It's not like, you know, spoon and baby food. It's like a little ball of rice or whatever <laughs> squeezing with some chicken in their hand. So, I have tons of like photos like that. And it's like the, all the memories I have with my grandma that are like actually in photo form are of her, like, you know, doing like feeding me with her hands. So, it's like it's just such like a special thing. And then now I see like my parents doing that to like my kids, even though they're grown, but like and my other <laughs> I'm not grown, but they're old enough to actually eat with utensils. But, you know, seeing them, there's like an act of like, you know, being fed. Um, And I think there's just something so like intimate about that, you know, um, by your elders feeding you. And it's like, you know, hand to hand or hand to mouth, I should say.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, that's 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 a beautiful insight. Um, Yeah. You know, my mom used to I I can still remember when my mom used to subo me. (laughs) So so how old is your mom? You can ask her. Um, last
3: time you saw
1: her well I mean she. I mean, honestly like you know when she's cooking when they're cooking in the kitchen like on Thanksgiving or whatever she'll still do it right like you see oh taste this taste this and you know mm-hmm. um, so anyway I love you mom <coughs>
2: it's such a nurturing thing
1: though to do right it is. Yeah. totally nurturing any um, any other uh, thoughts about um, or any memories any any bad memories of like people making fun of you when you were doing Kamayan or no um, eating with your hands no
3: um i I think my fondest memory it, it's kind of the same thing with with j b uh it's it's a lot of nostalgia like so we got our familiar uh like family house like the the main family house in the Philippines they have a gigantic like a uh, circle dining table that can fit like most of all of us like at least like fifteen people yeah. with the biggest lazy susan to this day I've ever seen I've never seen one as big um but Yeah, just knowing that, well, everybody's busy. Everybody's like, you know, like the kids were going to school. So we never really had um, family lunches or breakfasts and stuff like that. So we would only have family dinners where everybody would be there. So my fondest memory is really just trying to fit as many people in there and knowing that it's um, food that's going to be cooked for Khamayi. And it would just be like the happiest, like, dinner ever. Like, you know, I remember... It would be like so many people. Like if, like you know, um, John and them are over, our other cousins were over. It would just not be enough room. So I remember literally sharing a plate with my mom because there would be just be not enough room for another plate. So we would have to share a plate to eat off of. Not necessarily sharing food, but it was just like eating from the same plate with your hands right next to my mom. I think it's like one of like my fondest memories during that time.
1: Beautiful yeah closeness intimacy yeah um it's um it's so you're saying it's not like that one office episode where like they have to you know be seated next to strangers at uh at Benihana <laughs> hmm. no, no they're, they're eating <laughs> off of each other's plates and uh no no okay more intimate and more loving loving than that <laughs> the
3: opposite yeah. of that
1: yeah. the opposite of that okay no that's that it's great thanks for sharing that mikey um i guess uh, let why don't we dig into this, um, um, uh, to this story? Um, I'll share it briefly, but, um, so, um, I was ordained, uh, to the priesthood June 4th, uh, 2016. And, um, and I had asked, uh, these guys, well, I think th- there were some ideas of like, Oh, how are we going to celebrate? What are we going to do? We're going to have all the, the, um, family, uh, lots of family members who are coming for that. And, um, And, uh, you know, I helped do some prep. I helped do some sushi, but this was totally your guys' project. Um, uh, I think some other family members helped, but uh, it turned out to be amazing. And uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I still um, uh, dream about eating uh, that meal again and and coming back to it. But uh, walk us through the timeline, conception. How do you plan a kamayan like that? Or what are some of your funny memories? You mentioned Tito da Osi. Um, Take it away, guys. I'll, I'll just give it to you guys.
3: Um, I don't think we put any we didn't put too much thought into it it was like you said um, it was just way too many people to feed Um, and uh, you know we didn't want um, like you know the aunties and uncles to have to slave away in the kitchen too Mm -hmm. much and it was kind of like just the best way to feed everyone at the same time instead of like Mm -hmm. almost just like having the food go cold by the time certain people get to eat, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was also like the first time me and JB saw each other in years, a while.
4: Like
3: yeah, yeah, ten um, years or more
4: probably. Yeah, well, it was a, a long, long time. So I think we were like just had that excitement of it was my first time in America. Like I was linking up with Mikey again, and we both knew we love food, um, and we just knew we just wanted to do something special for the family, especially because it was a, such a massive occasion that. Uh, family from all over the us came from philippines came from um from like new zealand and australia came so yeah it, i guess um instinctively for us it was that one one thing we thought about that we could bring everybody around the same table again you know how like parties like people <coughs> just like oh I'll eat, like, I'll eat later like my mom whenever there's a party she like she'll never eat because she's too busy doing other things so, mm-hmm. for us, it's like well, now we have a boodle fight. You have to be at the table um mm-hmm. and I guess it it the boodle fight also like breaks down people's walls, like not that there are walls between us, but like because you're forced to interact and you're forced to kind of go back to basics, it makes people talk, it makes people laugh um and yeah, I guess that's that's what that was the the start of the thinking well in my in my in my view anyway uh i think the real planning was like i so like with our family we always it doesn't the house could be like like a shed or the house could be a mansion but it doesn't matter we'll Mm. still try to fit like um 20 to 25 people in there because we'd rather all be together so it came down to like Mm. mikey and i were sleeping on the couch in the lounge room and, yeah, we're just like, so how are we going to do this boodle fight? And I was like, I don't know. Let's go to Seafood City. <laughs> and that was it. That was yeah. planning. That was, like, the end of planning. Yeah.
3: yeah. The, the menu really came about what was available instead of, like, yeah. what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny story we mentioned earlier about the Longanisa is, um, so, like I mentioned before, the Longanisa in her hometown is, like, very popular. And every time I go home, I plan to go actually learn how to make it from the market. But every single time something comes up or my uncle flakes on me, or it just something happens. I never have. I never I've never actually learned. So this time my family was coming from the Philippines to America. So we told my aunt, it's like, hey, can you go to the market and get us a recipe so that we can make it here in America? Right. So that was like I told JB. He's like, "Oh, Tita Rossi is gonna give us um, a yeah. recipe. We're set. We'll just follow the recipe. It's gonna be this. It'll be easy." And both she of us, gets here, we had
4: the Holy Grail. We're like, "It's coming. <clears throat> it is coming." I know. Yeah.
3: yeah. So excited. <laughs> okay. Like, like, so excited. She gets here and she hands me like this piece of parchment paper, maybe this big.
4: Yeah. Like, it's like, like a you know, like
3: someone yeah like, <laughs> And it's n- not even a recipe. It's just written lists of things that are in the longanisa so that we already knew what was like like pork <laughs> or pepper, garlic, vinegar, huh? garlic yeah. we knew that uh, like, we got that far, but there was like no measurements, like no procedures or no construction. <laughs> It was just like a grocery list, almost. So it was mean, just like pork, <laughs> yeah. lining, garlic. That yeah. was it. That was it. <laughs> Exactly. So I mean, you took me looking at each
1: and I was like, What? what are <laughs> <books?">
4: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I, Wait, so what'd you what end up the doing? The... What'd you do yeah, for you the longest time? I ended years? up
3: trying,
4: honestly. Yeah.
2: But um, You tried to make your own? Mm hmm. It exactly. wasn't as good.
4: We were stuffing it with like um, we had cut up like a coke bottle, and like had the lining like onto like a coke (laughs) bottle. So like, we didn't have a
1: sausage maker. Are there photos of this? this Maybe actually,
4: your your mum was like cursing us out because she's like, (laughs) "Why are you guys doing this? Like forcing it down with a wooden spoon."
3: It was so hard, honestly. I must
1: have missed out on that preparation. Oh my I must gosh. have been doing something else. Yeah, I don't remember it, that.
3: We um, were doing it for a couple hours, honestly. It took that yeah. long. It was,
1: uh-huh.
3: it, it was
4: ridiculous.
3: Was it I good, know. though? Must have been good. It was, it was okay. Honestly, it was good. I think-
4: It wasn't the same, but it was good. It, was, it, was good <laughs> it doesn't have the same yeah. like hands from like the palenge, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
3: like, yeah, like, yeah. doesn't yeah. have that, like, that. Flavor,
4: what the French the call terroir, like... right? Like, those... <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> <exactly>.
4: <laughs> but what I do we end up? Know, man! Like we ended up doing like a pinakbet. Like...
3: yeah, I, I I still remember most of it. So yeah, so we did the Anissa, You did like a bet with um, but you put like curry leaves and. And, um, yeah. we tried to make like a dashi with, but with like, oh. instead of bonito, we tried to use, um, pa, yeah, yeah,
4: that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we made a, that was for that. Um, you made a master stock of adobo and we, um, we glazed the chicken with it.
4: Oh and then yeah. Yeah. That's we, right. And then we deep fried it. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Did you do your ribs also, Mikey? Yeah. Did you ribs I, made, that? I made my ribs that my family can't let go. Um. <laughs> To this day, they still ask for it. Oh, and, and
4: you did like a lechon belly. <laughs>
3: yeah, we did. A, <clears throat> <clears throat> I still we did like a, a lechon belly for like thirty six hours, and then we deep fried it.
4: Um, and then, like what else did a whole we? lot of rice, like
3: crap ton of garlic yeah, rice. Yeah, literally <laughs> more than a bucket full of rice.
4: Yeah. Um, catfish. We did, catfish, then, like um, grilled catfish in the banana leaves as well.
3: you stuff it with like tomatoes and stuff yeah and garlic and um we made
1: or some fruit there was some fruit i know yeah Um, and some
3: seafood too like we had like prawns and yeah but it was a big spread
4: yeah well we Um, were feeding like maybe 50 people
3: yeah it was it was a lot it it was like i think three or four of those foldable tables long yeah I may have a video of it saved, honestly. So I'm, I'll send it to father Raj and maybe he can post it on his, on the Instagram. There's gotta be photos for sure. and videos. For of sure. this. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. That sounds awesome. so good.
1: Well, we're going to have to do another one of those soon. We'll yep. figure it out. Um, when yeah, we're going to do one. um, but uh, uh, so that that was the Carilio family boodle fight, um, 2016. Now Cece's got an interesting uh, boodle fight story also. <laughs> or, um, so Not I, a good one. Uh, well, <laughs> so it's gonna spur off a conversation. So I, I, I'm 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 interested to see what what Mikey and, and and John have to say about this. But go ahead, Cece. Yeah. Tell us your your okay. boodle fight story.
2: So before I tell the story. It's not, oh, the, 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 air has, the air has been cleared between this person um, and myself. So uh, we're all good now. I'm just going to put that out there. But so I was talking to one of my friends. He lives in Texas. He's not Filipino. He's um, white. And he was telling me how, you know, he's, uh, he was the best man at his brother's wedding. And he was talking about all these preparations, you know, that um, they were doing for the wedding. And um, he was telling me like his him and his brother and his brother's fiance had like a theme for their wedding. And it was all like the, the theme is like um, to like freeing yourself into the wild, like free spirited, wild you know savage that kind of like theme you know so he's telling me all this love right like wild yeah like wild love and and so i was like oh that's cool and so he's like telling me all this stuff like yeah they're gonna come in on horses and like it was all this he's talking about all these things and you know so i'm like oh this is this is cool and then he goes oh guess what we're gonna do and i was like what he was like a boodle fight and i was like I'm like, am I hearing him wrong? Like, what does he mean he's doing a boodle fight? Because it's like a white guy from Texas. Like, what are you talking about? You're doing a boodle fight. And he was like, yeah, I was talking to someone about it. And they were like, we were telling them that the theme was like wild and savage. And they said, you should do a boodle fight. And then like, I was like, okay. And I remember it didn't sit well with me. But I was like, I think I was just like, so like, (coughs) am I being like too easily offended or like? I don't really know, but I'm like, that sounds like really horrible cultural appropriation. And like, it's not, we're not savages. Like, what is going on? But I remember I kind of let it go. I was like, whatever. And I was actually having lunch with Father Raj and another one of our friends who is Filipino. And I told them about it. And they were both like, that, no. And I was like, wow, okay. Because Father Raj is usually like the least... The, well, like the least offended person, you know, he's always trying to be like, well, maybe they meant this. He was like, I mean, I'm pretty hard to offend and I'm offended. So I actually, yeah, I, I you know, and I remember her other friend was like, yeah, that's pretty freaking offensive. Like, it's not about being savages and no, in the I- wild. And so I think that
1: that was where the the, the offense came because you were I think you were mentioned like other things like you know, yeah, they were gonna have like and bow praises. and arrows. I don't
2: know. Yeah. And it like was all these whole... things where it was just
1: like this connection to like eating with your hands, Kamayan on as, as just this like savage or yeah, wild like, thing that
2: civilized, you yeah. know. And so yeah. I mean I yeah. circled back around and I, I talked to him and we kind of had a heart to heart about it and, and he apologized and they had, they, they turned that around, you know, they had the, uh, the, the cooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, yeah. they had the cooks, I, I guess they still did it, but they had the cooks uh-huh. um, that were Filipino, you know, explain what it meant and all that stuff. So I was like, okay. Even though I was like, Oh, you really need to fight. But anyway, it's fine. It's good that, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I was, I was like trying not to be offended, but I was like, but I'm not like, we're not like uncivilized people in the bush eating mm-hmm. with our hands. Like that's not what this is about. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: exactly.
4: I think. Yeah, and go ahead. Yeah, I think it just comes from you know um, more awareness and, and um, you know um, education about our culture and cuisine. And I and you, I I guess you can't really um, you can't really blame him for for saying that because with Western cultures uh i guess idea of etiquette it's you know at a table mm-hmm. with cutlery proper proper manners and 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 the mm-hmm. like um that anything other than that does seem a little bit uh, uncivilized or primitive um mm-hmm. but yeah i think that 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 was a great conversation to have with those who are and, and and a great and a great um like opening to to broach the subject about no you know this is yeah. this is our culture this is um we we do this because of these reasons, and um, yeah, I think I think I was going to bring that up later on anyway. That like it, it, it is it does bring you back to your kind of primal instincts, though Boodle fighting, like eating with your hands, getting in there. Um, but within the brutal fight, there is also an etiquette, and there is there is um, uh, I guess classiness to it too, right?
1: You mean you can't, like, take a piece of, uh, you know, shrimp, uh, you know, eat it, and then put it back?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just, just bury it in there. Like, you know, like, you get the rice. Like and amount of rice. Egg, and then oh, you put know. it in, so it looks like it's, like, buried <laughs> away. in Like a <the> full <laughs> one. Yeah, <the> next <laughs> just a tail <Taylor> of <laughs> six. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, yo. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. but oh, You know, man. like, with boodle fights, it's, you know, they say that you should always serve with your left and eat with your right. right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, those. Unless you're are, left-handed. Yeah, in which case you serve with your left and you eat with your right. <laughs> 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 no respect for Mikey. Yeah, the left hand you're hand. left-handed. That's so, right. My my wife's left-handed as well, and she she was like, "I need to get myself some left-handed scissors." And I looked at her, I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like, you know, this. <laughs> I, I was
3: the worst. at... Arts and crafts as a kid, I just couldn't
2: cut Oh my There's a whole Simpsons episode about that where Flanders wait, opens wait, a left-handed just, store. Episode.
1: Wait, Mikey, did you just say that you're, you're you weren't you good at arts and crafts that you couldn't cut it? Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. oh, I'll let you have that one. I'll
3: let you have that. One. Uh,
2: that's your first pun of the day.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <sighs> it Took a while. I was busy. Um. Eating with my hands. Um, You had your hands full. Mikey, anything to add? Yeah,
3: like, um, do you guys know the story? um, Do you you guys know who Gloria Diaz is? Miss Universe 1969?
1: No, I don't know that story. Mm -hmm.
3: So, Gloria Diaz eventually won Miss Universe 1969. She's Filipina. Um, But during during the contest, the, the host came up to her and she and he was like, um, I don't know if it's, like, verbatim, but he was like, is it true that you Filipinos eat with your hands or use your hands to eat? Right? And this is, mind you, this is 1969. Mm-hmm. And she just clapped back with, why, do you use your feet? <laughs> and it was like, um, "It's I, I heard this story, like, a long time ago. And it, it's... It's it's hilarious to me. one. It's hilarious, but one, it, it's such a good like like response or rebuttal, especially during that time okay. period, right? Uh-huh. It's because like that's such a it, it was like I don't know if he meant it in a derogatory way or whatever, or maybe he was just trying to do like some some banter on all these contestants with different ethnicities or whatever. But I think like it, it's very telling that like clearly there was like an underlying factor that is like. It's definitely, like, weird or bizarre or even, like, Mm -hmm. barbaric or savage to do that. But it's, like, regardless if you use a utensil or not, you still use your hands to eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. And so much, uh, like, you know, like, the top, like, um, famous American food that you can think of, like, hot dogs, hamburgers, Mm -hmm. like, barbecue ribs, wings, buffalo chicken wings, like, you you use your hands like you know what i mean like no one really uses
1: yeah
3: pizza (laughs) like yeah like um every most of fast food you eat with your hands right like um but it it was such like you know i really like that story because it really stuck to me i don't remember when i heard it (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's like even back then like it was something that you had to kind of fight through as a filipino like especially if like if if other like in an ethnocentric view, especially in America, like you have to, like, you know, you have to use your or you have to eat a certain way. Um, I think the same reason why I think like, um, when other people eat a like Chinese or Japanese or whatever, they expect a chopstick, but if they go to like a, a Thai place, maybe like they also uh, expect a chopstick, even though Thai people don't really use chopsticks. Like, you know what I mean? Or Filipinos, we don't use chopsticks either just because we're Asian. Yeah. But yeah, it's, a uh, just a good
1: story for everybody about eating with your hands, I guess. Yeah, no. And, and I, th- I mean, I think that uh, as um, uh, John was saying uh, about CC story, I mean, we, we can keep learning. I think that's one of the mm-hmm. beautiful things about food in general is uh, that's why we have this podcast, right? That we want to <laughs> learn uh, from folks and learn about, you know, what's good and true and beautiful to, from other um, cultures or other foods, um, other practices. And so if we keep on learning, so you know, that that host, hopefully he learned, not yeah. To ask a silly question like that um,
3: yeah right right
1: and, and hopefully nobody's out there yeah hopefully nobody's out there doing savage love uh boodle <laughs> uh, fight oh, for the weddings um without considering you know you know the the appropriation there but um but hopefully, yeah, we can we can learn more. I guess just to just to, to wrap it up here, um, you know, we've talked a lot about it already. But are there any other thoughts about what is true and good and beautiful about eating with your hands? Um, what can we learn from these experiences? Maybe we'll just go around if, if anybody has any final thoughts.
4: I think what I've what we've seen here in Australia, and we've we've actually um, done a couple of brutal fights now here. Um, Kind of as uh, as a way to raise awareness for Filipino food it's it is a niche it is kind of like a novel thing for for Westerners and Australians mm-hmm. especially um, but the great part about it is the people that do take part of it um, yes at the start they're uncomfortable as with thing with new things that you do you become uncomfortable but yeah it, it really breaks those barriers down because like you know with Without utensils, you, you're really just like, you're naked, right? You're using your hands. Mm. You're using, mm. um, and because of that shared uncomfortability, you're forced to connect with other people around you. Um, and you're forced, you, you're you almost like, I almost like, you're almost on a level playing field. Like as, mm. as much as everybody is equal, um, you know, it kind of brings everybody to the table. You're all the same. You're all sharing in this uncomfortability and then, you know, maybe the Filipino that is there, it's like, hey, you know, guys, this is what we do, this is how you do it, and you, you share a connection. Um, and yeah, that's what I really love about Boodle Fights, especially here in Australia, is that um A it it does a lot for our culture. It really opens that door for conversation and interest, especially now, I think, you know, with with Filipinos especially, I guess there's so many of us overseas, and especially myself growing up, we were almost Conditioned to just assimilate and blend in to the point where, like, you know, we'd rather just not stick out from the crowd. And I think now with our generation, it, we're starting to find more pride and um, we want um, to share our culture more. And that's a good start for us here in Australia, is with these boodle fights and um really gathering everybody together, whatever. Like the last boodle fight we did, you know, 50% of them were Aussies, they're white. And then, you know, mm. another 50% were Filipino. and um everybody had a great time. Um so yeah, that it's 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 a wonderful thing. It's a great thing. It's definitely not savage. Um but Mikey, <laughs> if you want to do it at your wedding, I'm gonna to have to roll the barong up and uh Yeah.
3: <laughs> right.
4: That's right.
1: We can do an authentic one for for your for your your wedding. Yeah, in um, one we'll learn we'll find we'll finally learn that recipe for, for coming up. Be- 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 oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man like like for me I, I we've mentioned it a lot already through the episode but like it, the closeness to food i can't get away from that like i can't the the, the idea that okay you know something had to die uh mm-hmm. for me to be able to eat this and and or you know um somebody had to work on this and and now i'm treating it with care not from a distance with utensils i know that may mm-hmm. just sound super like kind of you know thinking about it but um uh but but there is like there's something powerful about being close and then um' you know even after you finish the meal you still feel like that you're connected to the food because your fingers have that you know the rice the smell. the oh, smell and God. then but also the the feel of rice um you know that you know, kind of dries on the tips of your fingers all that <laughs> it it stays with you in in a very physical way and i think that's something that we know about in our faith we know that you know you know physical love the sacraments physical interactions that that's supposed to stay with us and so eating with your hands i think there's this beauty and, and it's staying uh, staying with us. So um, uh, CC, Mikey, anything, anything else?
2: Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, when I think of um, Kamayan or like Boodle fights, like I didn't even know what the heck a Boodle fight like was,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I think it's cause I just had n- never heard that term used, but like my dad, he's from North Cotabato in Mindanao. So like in the middle of you know deep Mindanao and like, that's just like normal, like, this like super farm to table, you know, because we have a actual farm. You're literally and, on the farm. Yeah. yeah, we're literally on the yeah. farm. Your, your and table is
3: literally on the farm.
2: We're we're it's farm to table, you know? And it's like, um, I, I remember just even like my all my memories growing up was like literally going out on the farm and like, you know, they because we had just a table out on the coconut, they they call it a dryer you notes know, where all the, the coconuts drying out, right? To sell at the market. And they just had this ginormous wooden table that we would eat at and they would just cover it with ba- it was like the banana leaves were the actual like you know they were it was the tablecloth like that's yeah. this is just like w- what life was you know and then they'd use the rice to line the wok to cook the rice and like so like i didn't really know like what a boodle fight was or what like that whole like Kamayan concept was cuz we there wasn't a name it was just like that's just how they ate on the farm mm. and it's just like such a beautiful thing you know when To be connected in that way, because like it's kind of like what um, John was saying about, like, you know, because there it's like, you know, we own the land, but then we have a lot of tenant farmers and we have helpers and all that. But like at that table, it doesn't matter who you are. Like at this table, everybody eats, everybody's standing and everyone's going to eat all the food. And it's, you know, there's something um, like equalizing about that and like no one has to be ashamed about coming to the table mm. and you know like we we have the, the big house you know there's all these little houses but like you know we live at the big house but it doesn't matter like who lives on what house it's just about us coming together and that this land that we all live on um, nourishes us mm. in the same way um, no matter who you are so I think that's like a beautiful thing you know the original farm to table mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A uh, farm in, or uh, table in farm. Table in
3: farm, yeah, yeah take that.
1: <laughs> Part of the new movement, table in right, farm. Right. Mikey, anything?
3: Okay, I, I have, it, it's a stretch, right? It's a stretch, but <clears throat> what we can learn about Kamayan, so Kamayan, like, like what we were saying, it, it it it's a direct connection, right? There's no middleman, you're, you're directly using the food, the nourishment to feed your, yourself, right? And what we can learn from that, I think, like, Uh, in our faith we're called to serve like you know our brothers and sisters in the community and like i think like if we took a part in the terrible pun uh hands-on approach right (laughs) nice (laughs) a more hands-on approach instead of like you know especially in this type of political climate and and everything that's happening around the world like instead of just like you know Mm. that, that retweet or the repost or, or whatever, if, if you actually took the time, the energy to to help these causes and, and help the community directly, mm-hmm. like, you know, so you become the hand that nourishes, you know, the people. Like.
1: You, you subo them. Ubo, I'm right. not that. You, 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 <laughs> you, 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 you subo literally... them
3: directly, just like Roger's, Father Roger's mother last week when he came <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> She fed me with her hands. She did no. That's that's a beautiful image, yeah. Mikey. That yeah. No, I think that, that uh, I mean, tweets and all that, that. that's great. Sharing stuff on social media, but there is a need of like connection, human connection, and um. Yeah, it, it's been tough, and with the pandemic and with with other things going on. But but maybe the more we can do that, um, the more we can feed one another in, in a variety of ways. Um. The, yeah, I think that's beautiful. Uh, I think I think that's a, a a great uh note to end on before we kind of do these wrap up final things, um. All right. So we do this uh, thing at the end of it, all of our episodes called a snack attack. It's usually kind of some kind of trivia thing. And um, the three of you get to play today. I don't know what you're competing Ooh. for. Um, oh, but uh, but uh, for, for, <laughs> for 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 pride and and maybe some of uh, maybe some of uh, John's pandasal if he's willing to ship it out no, and <laughs> i Some
3: Vegemite.
1: Vegemite. Some Vegemite. <laughs> might get stuff in no, the water. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. I'll have to wait for for it uh, some other time. But, okay. All right. So, uh, this is our snack attack. This is the snack attack. Uh, So, I'm going to basically give you guys some numbers, and then I'm going to give you a fact, and then you have to tell me if it's over or under that number. Okay? All right. So, for instance, if I were to say, you know, how many, uh, I would say, okay, the number is is three, and I would say how many Power Rangers are there, Uh, you would answer over. All right. Oh, so each okay. of you gets an answer, um, because the answer to that is five, right? Okay. All right. So these are all either kind of they're all Filipino kind of
3: you don't count the green ranger. Right?
1: Yes, it'd still be over. <laughs> 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 Dang, technicalities. <laughs> yes, you're right. Okay. All right. So we're gonna um um we'll start with some basic Filipino Filipino facts, okay? Uh so uh the oh, number is is 8000 okay the number is 8000 under over or under, yes. under how many islands of the philippines are there
3: under under,
1: under. everybody says under uh, you're correct it's uh, a little over 7000
4: islands right uh, can i just thing? Right? if you ever say 9000 as as a number i'm definitely going to say over doesn't matter what the
2: question is the
4: opportunity
1: all right, uh, I'll look for an opportunity. I will look. I'll look for the opportunity. <laughs> how all many right. calories um, in a burrito? All right, here we go. Um, in uh, million metric tons, um, uh, the number is okay. So the number is twenty million. Um, in million metric tons uh, of rice, how much is exported and domestically consumed by uh, the Philippines every year? Over <laughs> or under? 20 million metric, metric
3: we don't use metric domestically right? export, exported exported domestic... so Both how much exported rice do we and domestically bring produced in? yeah produced
1: no exported and domestically consumed so uh, okay, how
4: much so sent
2: out All and eaten
4: yeah uh, yeah under right so biggest like he says
2: uh, over
4: because we really import rice imagine. from thailand
2: I have no concept. Of- that's we a good.
1: Do. That's a good fact that, that John that John just brought in that the... we do import a lot of rice. Um, oh. So the number is actually eighteen million. Oh, uh, so it was under, almost
3: though.
4: Uh, almost. all that, that's, all that only rice at Malaya. Yeah, yeah. yeah us, man. No. Thanks, thanks <laughs> Thailand for, for you know keeping Malaya yeah, alive. The only rice. Yeah, but
1: yeah, we, oh. we
3: do not produce enough rice for the country. That's for yeah.
4: sure.
1: Yeah. All right, um, yeah. we're going. Uh, we're going to go now to Jollibee. Um, um, order. so the number is 9,000. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, no, how uh, many chicken joists
4: can I smash in one sitting? Wow.
1: <laughs> Over 9,000. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, the number is, the number is 1,000. Um, so as of November, 2019, how many Bees are there uh, worldwide? Over oh. or under 1,000?
2: Under- worldwide, including the Philippines? Yeah.
1: Under- One worldwide including the Philippines. I still feel like
2: under Uh, Yeah. There's not enough jollibees in the world. There's not enough.
4: Everybody's saying Oh, hold on. Um, Yeah, not under.
2: Was there maybe a thousand just in the Philippines though?
4: That's what I was thinking. Like, what if there's like one in each island at least?
2: I know. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got 7,000 so more.
4: they uninhabited. Wait.
2: But they need it.
4: What if there's a Jolly, they be a jolly Bee? They have what a mean? Jolly
2: Bee. No one lives there.
1: <laughs> there's just a Jolly Bee there, though. <laughs> All right. But does, it, does everybody say under? Yeah. Is that what? Or...
2: I'm going to say under.
1: Yeah. It's actually over. Um, so it's 13. Hold on. Let me pull up the slide again. 1300 stores worldwide. There are 1,130 in the Philippines alone. Um, okay so, so there was
2: a lot in the philippines
1: crazy. yeah yeah crazy. so 1300 1300 Bees around the world we're sticking with jollybee for this next question oh man the number is uh 50 million hmm. is so over or under the number of chickens per year that uh jollybee's largest plant
4: uh processes oh definitely over so definitely over yeah
3: 50
1: million get... per year the The largest plant so they have a number of number of poultry plants but 50 million um chickens per year over or under
4: over over,
1: over. you guys are wrong 45 million <sighs> i i kind of tricked you there it's still super high 45 million hey close enough but um <laughs> there you
4: go. Yeah, it depends how you're rounding, enough. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Depends that's on true. how hungry you are. Yeah. Nah. That year. <laughs> yeah. I, that number might be different this year. Everybody's
4: ordering food home. It depends if, if true. If it's Jamie's true. In the Philippines yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled to three times in 2019, so, you know. Wait, uh, is there not
2: Jollibee in any part of Australia?
4: No, nah, no, nah, there isn't. That's- Crazy! No, they had to do
1: a special um. That is um, insane. Tribute menu recently, Jolly oh Book. Yeah. God. Um, to do to just to because they don't have it there. What's the closest one um, to you guys? KFC. I
4: mean, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean closest oh. the closest location. Oh, I thought you said what's the right? closest thing we got? But yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have wicked wings over there, like the spicy wings at KFC.
2: Wicked wings. Mm. Wait,
4: oh, oh, I gotta get you up I gotta get you up okay. on game. Um, on that, you I still up crave.
1: Up. Um, what is that one restaurant? Uh, um, Nando's. I still crave. Oh, that. Yeah. We don't have that here on the West Coast yet. Yeah,
4: but Nando's um, chicken. Well, closest to proximity is probably a yeah, Philippines. <laughs> Singapore. <gotta> Singapore. <laughs> Singapore.
1: Oh Singapore. Yeah. Oh Singapore. There's one in Singapore.
2: Oh really? Yeah.
4: Are you campaigning Singapore. for um, no, for one in Australia? Um, I don't know. Like. I don't know if there's a market for it.
2: Are you serious? There's tons of Filipinos in Australia.
4: I know, but like
3: single-handedly can make uh, up their profit. Franchise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we'll start the campaign. If you're listening, Um, let's get a Jollibee. Jollibee to uh, to in Melbourne.
2: We'll come for the grand opening. Oh, <laughs> uh, all
1: well, right. Uh, so, uh, just to wrap up here, um, you know what's going on in your guys' lives. You want to promote anything? I know, Mikey, you're getting married. Congratulations to you Thank and. When is you that now. happening? Um.
3: Uh, sometime next year, and everything kind of opens up. That's what we're planning.
1: And then big news. I don't know. We can edit this out uh, if you don't want me to put it on the po- podcast. But uh, but uh, John and Sharon having a Ooh! baby. What? Congratulations! Oh, <laughs> I
3: don't <have> to
4: know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, what? Yeah, we're having a, we're having a baby boy. Wonderful. A baby so, boy? Yeah, please. please we got a prayers. yeah. Yeah,
1: we'll definitely be praying for both the the wedding and for for the baby boy. Are we? Um, is he going to be? Uh,
4: what are front runners for names? Chicken Joy, <laughs> um, Jolly Bee. That's a
2: great. Jolly B. B is the
4: same. Story. So he has the same initials as me.
3: J-S-E-B. Oh
4: Jolly B JB. What's it mean, Jolly B? Don't ask. That would be great. Yeah. I mean sh- imagine him in school. It's like uh, Jolly B. Rivera. Uh, oh. It's unique. It's, it's,
1: that's that's so the best. thing. Unique. Totally,
2: totally,
1: totally unique. Well, I before uh, before I ask you guys to promote anything, I guess this is related. Let me just ask you one question. Um uh, JB John, um, as a as an ice cream um, entrepreneur right now, somebody you know gelato artisan uh, gelato, um, can you please convince my my co-host here uh, the the great joy and deliciousness of um, uh, cheese corn ice cream?
4: Yeah, I mean, like, does it not speak for itself?
3: Exactly, right? That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, cheese corn. All right, yeah. So it speaks for itself, yeah, right? Especially when you eat it with your hands, like. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, in a pandasal. Yeah. in a sourdough pandasal or, or you
4: just like maybe okay. a little bit of Vegemite. It's like, hardened, you know. Like...
2: I'm open. I'm uh, uh, yeah, sure. I'll try that out one of these days.
4: Maybe, maybe oh, on our God. live stream, we'll get you to
1: try out. Um, I'll
4: uh, say, I'll cheese you well, if it
2: came, if it's gonna come from Ooh. you, I'll eat it.
4: I mean, you'll need a boba straw because it'll oh, be melted. But yeah. you can't
2: like freeze. That's probably really far, actually.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll do we'll 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 record an episode in Australia one day. We'll do Ooh, um, a trip gosh, to Australia, CC. Time. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll eat it. Um, Get your vaccine. We'll and eat it fresh. Come down. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. Anyway, I, you know, I I hope that we can get you guys back on for future episodes. You know, whether we're talking about other Filipino food stuff or, or Mikey doing like uh, actual live demos for us. I'm, oh I, no, I, uh, no. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, sure.
3: We can do that. <laughs> we'll
1: talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. But uh, hopefully, we'll get. It. But this has been a blast, guys. Um. All right. Let us know what, what's going on in your guys' lives. Promo whatever you want to promote.
4: Uh, yeah. Um. Thanks for having me. Thanks for um, it's been a great morning for, for me, and oh, I hope morning. you guys have as well. Um, yeah, still morning. Oh no, it's afternoon now. Damn, I lie. Um But yeah, follow um, Cariton Sorbetes on Instagram. I know most of the US folk probably can't get any, but um, you know you can draw. You can draw all over. You can over the screen. Um, but yeah, please keep us all in your prayers as we keep um, you know all of you uh, in in ours to to be safe and healthy. Uh especially during this time. And yeah, I and mean, you know, we'll get we'll get we'll get through it. There's uh sunshine at the end of the rainbow. Is that the saying? <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, Close
3: enough. L- yeah. enough. L- lucky Charlotte oh. then the yeah. Movie. Yeah.
1: I think there's sunshine at the end of the tunnel and oh, gold at the end of the rainbow. All, but yeah, right. you get
4: what I mean. Like right. it's early. Man. Table on the Table farm. farm yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But for, We can open a restaurant and
2: name it. Then.
1: Yeah. Mikey, what's going on? What do you what do you got? <sighs>
3: I don't have anything to promote, honestly. Uh, thank you for having Follow me. Follow
1: him it's on Peloton. You're oh, yeah. I'm ready for the wedding. I'm trying
3: to get oh, Is that wedding? what the bike um, is in the background? Not just any bike. Yeah, as you can oh, see, yes. it's, it's, it's still, uh, yeah. But, you you, know, you should album. do on while riding the Peloton. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 I need to set up one <laughs> of those uh, tables. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, it's been a blast. Hopefully, we can do this again another time. For those listeners um, who may have, like, you know, some critiques or criticisms, you can uh, DM me on my personal Instagram at Lawrence and the Machine. <laughs> on Instagram, Lawrence and the Machine. Um, but yeah, see you guys later.
1: That's wonderful. Oh,
2: that's awesome. It's been a lot of fun. It's been
1: a blast, guys. Thanks for being guys. on. Well, thanks for tuning in.
2: Come to
0: the table.
1: And stay fed, fam. Peace.
0: Fam and Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpix.com fam and fed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at faminefed@urbanpicks.com, or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time.